Hello, everyone. Welcome to Collisions YYC Current and Critical. I'm your host, Tyler Chisholm. Thank you for joining me today for another good old-fashioned chat. Today's show is brought to you in partnership with Clearmotive Marketing. Thank you to my business partner, Chad Croker, and the entire team who worked tirelessly behind the scenes to make this show a reality. As a founding partner at Clearmotive, I'm excited to announce the official launch of our industrial marketing system. As a company with 15 plus years of experience with a variety of clients in nearly every sector, we identified that industrial manufacturing companies were underserved. You have unique needs, and we have developed a unique skill set to help you succeed. If you build and sell a product that helps other companies, we have developed an industrial marketing system to get your highest priority product in front of your ideal customer profile in less than eight weeks. Gardner recently reported that your buyers are 87% of the way through their buying process before contacting your company directly. That means it's never been more critical to apply the right marketing process to create and close more deals. Our three-stage industrial marketing system helps you shorten your sales cycle by using modern marketing tactics designed specifically for your industry and more importantly, for the way your clients like to buy. Stop sitting on the sidelines wondering which part of your marketing is working and put a system in place that makes it easy for your most valuable prospects to find you and get excited about your solution to their challenges. To find out more about what ClearMotive's industrial marketing system can do for you, please check us out at www.clearmotive.ca IMS, or better yet, open up your email and contact me directly at tyler at clearmotive.ca, T-Y-L-E-R. I'm excited to chat with you and put a plan in place to get your most valuable leads contacting you and not your competitors. Hello and a warm collisions. Why we see welcome to Miss Amber Griffith. How are you doing, Amber? I'm well, thanks, Tyler. How are you? I am super good. Thanks for coming on the show. Again, Calgary Conspires, we met, we were introduced. I've recently become aware, and I apologize, and I try to know everything that's going on in our city when I don't. Well, that's probably why I go on this, uh, why, why I have these episodes. Access Connects. I just got on, you guys got on my radar here probably in the last six months. Yeah. Really curious. I'm starting to learn more about your organization. This will be past tense, but you've got an amazing gala coming up tomorrow night, which will now be in the past for those listening to this episode, which I'm really excited to attend. 1,100 people at the yeah. Telescope, 1,100 plus at the TELUS Convention Center. But before we get into that, which is really exciting and just, just a, a real event, let's, let's get the mandatory COVID jokes out of the way. An in-person yeah. real event with real people in a room. Tell us a little about, like, we're going to jump in the elevator, give us the, the, the 10 floors or 20 floors or how many you need, but tell us what Access Connects is all about and let's go from there. Yeah, thank you. And thanks so much for having me on the show. Uh, we're super excited to be sharing more about Access Connects with Calgarians. This is a Calgary-based organization. Um, we're only three years old, so fairly new. Um, a lot of people actually probably know us as the Calgary Influential Women in Business Awards. The Access Connects is the not-for-profit that puts on the awards. But we also um, work on career development workshops. We collaborate with like-minded organizations. And, uh, and we really are looking to have more of a pre presence across the province and the city, particularly to help women progress in their careers. So we put on the, this awards program to fund the rest of our initiatives throughout the year. Um, the awards program is, as you've mentioned, going to be a, a blowout event this year at the Calgary TELUS Convention Centre. And, uh, and our presenting sponsors are National Bank Financial and, and TransAlta Corporation. You guys have an impressive sponsor list, and I knew this event was coming up. I didn't know the size and scope. I don't know. If I hear a thousand people at an event like that has that has some weight for me because I'm really appreciate what it takes to pull that together, and clearly to have the level of interest. So, hey, just to clarify, and as a brand guy, I always want to understand the kind of the hierarchy. So, what what came first? Was it 
the CIWB, Calgary Influential Business, uh, Women of Business Awards? Or was it the organization? Or like, I'm just curious how that kind of all laddered together. Did you guys put these awards to because you felt this need to happen? Or was it an organization that said, oh, wow, we need to find a way to get this out there and you know raise money, but also really increase our profile? So many good questions. Um, I want to share it all in one big answer. I tend but- to ask 17 <laughs> questions at the same time, so I apologize. So it, interestingly, when the, uh, when the founding members came together, um, and I can mention uh, more about those later, um, they had decided that they needed an initiative that would help organizations that focus on EDI type of initiatives, equity, diversity, and inclusion. And so that was sort of the, the catalyst of, of this whole, um, you know, not-for-profit coming to be. And then it was sort of this, okay, well, how do we, how do we fund this? How do we, and, and okay. one thing that the founders know is that championing women, women being able to see other women um, at the helm, and it, it helps to promote them into um, more senior level careers. So you know, when you when you see it, you believe it for sure. 100%. Exactly. I'm not great with yeah. uh, taglines, but that's that's the that's the. <laughs> well, don't worry. I'll I, I'll fill those in for you. No problem. I love my catchy, <laughs> cheesy tagline slash metaphors. <laughs> so so it just made sense to host these awards. Um, you know, come together, chat like then That ended up being one of our major pillars. We have four pillars. Um, but championing uh, became a, a major one, and, and it's really taken off. And we see through the interest that um, Corporate Calgary is showing us for these event uh, for this event tomorrow, or, or now in the past. <laughs> um, we um, I know it's a bit of a ma- it's a bit of a mind twister for sure. I got you. It's the we past, know that but this yet is, but this yet is it's the future. Exactly. Yeah. So that's uh, that's that they kind of came to be at the same time, if you will. They, like after the founding members uh, founded Access Connects. They then went straight four months later, hosted um, the CIWB awards. So it, okay. it came that, to be very that make, quickly. That makes sense. Yeah. And what are the main mandates from like looking at your four pillars, I don't want to steal your thunder, but connect, collaborate, champion, and career. And we'll mm-hmm. kind of talk about those a little bit, but connect. Mm-hmm. What struck me a little bit when we, you and I first chatted was the role this organization plays in not own, like it's not about itself. It's about how do we bring together and connect all of these other diverse organizations that are doing great things and get them aligned. Tell me a little bit about that. Cause I think in Calgary right now, there's so many initiatives going on, but sometimes mm-hmm. they're end up in little silos and I don't care if that's Mm -hmm. the tech community or the energy transition community Mm -hmm. or like you said EDI there's a lot of things going on but it's even why I started this podcast was how do we take all these conversations that are a bit dispersed and bring them a little bit together so I thought that was a really interesting twist on the fact of like hey there's great things going out there but how do we get everybody aligned or at least knowing what everyone else is doing Mm -hmm. yeah well that that was exactly what it what occurred to begin with was our founding members Heather Colbert was running Board Ready Women, for example, which promotes women onto board roles. Katie Smith was running Young Women in Energy, which speaks for itself. Marnie Smith mm-hmm. was Women in Capital Markets. Jenna Kay was working in a, in a similar sort of EDI space, but they were all operating in silos. And so just the four of them speaking, they realized, oh, there's four organizations were hosting similar types of events, were working on similar types of initiatives, but can we do better if we come together and collaborate? And then the next step was doing a scan of what other initiatives exist in this city. And when they did that, when they included 
um, like corporate initiatives as well as not-for-profit, charitable, so on and so forth. They found over 100 plus organizations are working in this space. And so how can we do better together, which is really sort of our our tagline is, is, you know, come together uplift each other, work together, cross-collaborate, and um, and hopefully have a bigger impact as a result. How challenging, and we'll talk a little bit about, because you're relatively new-ish. It's a new organization, but you're also yeah. a, th- a three-year organization, and you're six months in. So talking a little bit about your journey of getting involved and deciding to kind of put your, your, your passion and your weight behind this, how challenging is it to bring together? Because 100 different organizations have different mandates and different ways of doing things. And has that been a bit of a challenge, or was it the alternative of like, while the greater good and the shared fate of we need to solve this problem allows us to maybe collaborate a little bit more effectively. I'm just curious because collaboration is a great word, but the myth is that it's happening, right? (laughs) Sometimes. Yeah. You know what? I, my experience again, like you mentioned, I'm fairly new. Um, and so as a result of that, I have had the privilege to sort of come in and, and, and connect with the various, uh, we call them our network partners. So the organizations that work in this space, um, and are, are, are connected and partnered with us. Um, I've been able to come in and, and connect with lots of our network partners, just introducing myself and, and looking forward to, um, to working together. And, and I've found it's been absolutely welcome, this, uh, this concept of how can we promote one another. And, and really, I think that the, the crux of access is that we're not coming in to be competitive in this space. We're coming in to you know, serve as a platform to host these. So we, we have a digital technology hub where we host all of our organization, all of the organizations, our network partners, and then members can find them and join them. And so this is really what we were trying to do is break down the, all of the work for individual professional women or diverse professionals who are looking to connect into organizations that will help advance them in their careers. And so when you actually do it on your own and you go on, you know, do a Google, Google search and you see that there are over 100 organizations that are working in a space, it becomes a bit overwhelming. So to have this one hub, um, Access Connects, all a member has to do is come in, it, you know, it's, it's free for our members um, and, and you can then just search and, and browse all the various organizations and connect with the one that makes most sense based on your industry, your career level, your interests, and so on and so forth. So it's, um, it's, really, it's really been welcomed by our partners as well because they can then you know, rely on our network and our reach to get more members um, connected in with them. Oh, okay, You're, the pieces are starting to fall together for me now. I appreciate that. So this is also a huge op- effort and energy to curate all of these amazing, and uh, hey, being a marketer, there's a lot of people out there doing a lot of amazing things, but mm-hmm. telling their stories aren't always it. And I say that mm-hmm. very respectfully. Yeah, I meet a lot of companies that do amazing things and they're like, oh, marketing, or oh, you know, storytelling, whatever you want to call it. Getting the word out is not always where they shine because they're so busy kind of head down, Calgary's head down, ass up, getting work done, doing the thing. And out of those 100 organizations, there was probably a lot of best kept secrets in there. I'm just going to boldly guess that not everyone knew about, but how do you curate? If I called you up, if I was, a, if I was somebody, I'll just, I won't say male or female. If I was an individual that's like, I don't even know where to look. Is there someone also on your team that could say, Hey, maybe look here or, or go to, our, maybe just go to our site. Or how do you start filtering? Cause a hundred is still a lot. 
Like that's still quite a few. When I was it, humans can manage two to five decisions in their head, choices that we all say we want a hundred choices, but you give us more than five and we become paralyzed. So how do you guys even, or how do you as a group take that hundred and is it categorized? Is it bucketed? Like how do you make that easier for me, the individual to find my, find my way? Yeah. And I'm really glad you're asking that question because uh, one of my, uh, I suppose, tasks as the new executive director is to come in and and really grow the digital platform and make it much okay. more slick and and easier to connect and um, individuals to the right organizations and so the vision and what we've been building right now is a filtered sort of so the, the organization that is one of our network partners will have tags of okay we're such and such industry we're such and such, uh, you know, target audience, so on and so forth. It's just like a, a, a filter that, and then an individual will have the similar choices that will then help them be connected to the three to five organizations that make most sense to them. So we're we're in the in the process of building that out. As it stands, um, our platform is is not as filterable if as we would like it okay. to be. Yeah, no, I, that, I appreciate you're on that you're on that journey because even a hundred done well is a lot of work. Like that's no nothing to like, oh it's only a hundred options. That's a significant amount of choices, knowing that there's the perfect two or three options for any group or any individual inside that hundred. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that, so I'm glad you're asking that question because we've also thought about that and that's 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 right. Like, you know, it's 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 fine having all of the organizations live on one platform, but then from there, it's still that like we we're really seeking to take the work out of uh, you know like a very busy professional's life who you know has a million other things on the go, but is also like understands and wants to now understands the value and wants to uh, expand their network. And we know this whole concept of connecting into organizations, be having opportunities to network informally uh, will really propels a career forward. And so we're trying to take the work out of that whole step. So it just, you just get straight to the, the networking stage and, and connecting into like-minded uh, in individuals and organizations. No, that makes a lot of sense. And I, whether it's the the VC, the venture capital community or the tech community, like that's what I'm hearing from so many people. Like, I don't know where to go. Yes, mm-hmm. I know that there's a there's all these incubators over here and there's all these startup over here, but I don't know how to plug myself into it. And like you said, that's a, that's just one of the things you've got to figure out while you're advancing your career or growing your business or doing your startup or raising money or you know dot 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 dot. dot. So curious, tell me a little bit about I, as as a CEO, I I love someone in your position. You're you're relatively new to the organization. Yeah. So you're sipping the Kool-Aid, but you haven't drank all the Kool-Aid yet. <laughs> you're still like, yeah, no, I'm still figuring it out. You know, and we joke in marketing, you can't see the label when you're inside the bottle. So talk to me a little bit about you coming to this organization. Obviously, as a, as a skilled individual, you have lots of options, but you chose to put your energy, your time, and more importantly, your passion, your skills to this organization. Tell me a little bit as an individual, what was that journey like? And what about Axis really got you excited and eventually kind of got you into the seat that you're in? Mm-hmm. Love that question. Um, I so just at, in terms of my background, um, I had the privilege of taking a year out of out of my career and um, doing my master's in public policy, and and I was able to then turn my passion into research, and I researched the whole issue of gender diversity and um, female 
power in at the corporate level. And, uh, and so when I started to dive into that issue from a public policy perspective, um, understanding that as women work their way up the echelons of, of their professional world, um, we see less and less women in the leadership seats. So if we looked at just like across Canada at the time when I was doing my research just over five years ago, it was around uh, 12% representation of females in, in um, board level positions at publicly traded companies now. Um, and, uh, and then when we look at uh, you know, where things have moved since then, um, it's been a slow burner and, uh, and we're, we're still not seeing a lot of progress in terms of women's representation in leadership roles, especially at that, that key decision making level in, in, in board positions. And so um, I've been like I, I studied that that um, that work, and then I and then I moved uh, you know into various other areas of my career and uh, continued to be very interested in the issue and volunteer with organizations that uh, help to promote women and um, and uh, and then Access came onto my radar and uh, I started having conversations with the founders and and they were all in. My, from my perspective, very, uh, very driven, in, inspirational women, and and uh, and so it didn't take much for for me to see that what they were trying to accomplish was was really um, impactful. They were looking not just at the issue, but looking at, at actionable ways to address the issue. And so, for me, that was that uh, was a big um, point of uh, of attraction, I suppose, to the to the organization because. There are lots of ways of looking at gender parity and uh, and equity, diversity, and inclusion. But um, if we're not actually taking meaningful steps towards solving the issue, then you know it's all concept. And so, um, yeah, having the privilege to come in and and be part of an organization that was you know putting on an awards program to promote, highlight uh, women who are who are you know walking the walk every day as leaders. Um, you know, hosting professional development sessions to help women in their careers, um, hosting informal networking opportunities, like all of these things that it, my research showed matter in terms of women progressing in their careers. Uh, it's excited about a lot of what you said, discouraged in other senses. I've read some statistics recently of like, we're like 2080 before we even come close. Like there's some crazy stats out there about how long this journey is going to be. So even from five years ago to now, have, are you, are we, are we moving? I guess I want to, I have so many questions now. I'm the one stumbling over my questions. Um, see it and be it creating examples and creating networks for, for other women to say, oh, wow, look, you did it, so I can do it. I think that applies to any of us gender-based. Go, mm -hmm. Oh, well, if you can do it, then I can do it. And for mm -hmm. women, it, no different than men. I think there's different roadblocks, but seeing the, what's the art of the possible <laughs> and then going, oh, okay, I guess I can do that as well. How much is that playing a factor in your mind? I'm asking you to be the expert and probably putting you in a bad spot with this question. <laughs> But how much is it also just these roadblocks that we've put in place that we haven't removed and, and not making this a male versus female conversation, but mm -hmm. there's like, oh, I can do that versus like, oh, that door is closed to me or geez, I just don't feel there's an opportunity or I'm, I'm hitting the glass ceiling in my organization. When you look at those two things of just believing in what is possible, which is very optimistic and very forward moving versus like, no, no, we still have some serious roadblocks and doors closed that maybe no one wants to admit that they're closed, but they are. So when you see those two sides of creating examples and empowerment through like, wow, we can do it and let's let's get it versus how much we actually have to tear down some barriers to mm -hmm. make this go faster mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, oh, like I like as you know, this is an issue that I'm uh, I'm very passionate about. I think what I'll what I'll begin with saying is that um, with when women are in leadership roles, and I know we we don't want to go, and I'm not trying to peg. And I don't want this conversation to be, you know, men versus women because it's actually. I know I'm um, trying to tread very carefully here as well. <laughs> and you know what? But Amber, you at the same what? time, let's have a real let's have a real yeah. chat about it because you know where you know where what? are guys ruining this for women? Like no, not someone's going to reach out. No, but you if know I get hate I, mail, I, well then I, that means they're listening. But I know I, it becomes a tricky conversation to not be disrespectful on either yeah. side and just try to talk about the core issue. Yeah, and what I will say before I suppose get into my answer uh, to your question is. Um, our awards actually include five female leaders and one male champion because we truly do believe I did that, see that. I did ma- see that. men are allies and um, and need to be part of the, this movement. Yes. So that's that is something I, I will uh, will add. Um, but in terms of women at the helm, it, when when women are in positions of leadership, what is known is that women champion gender specific issues. So. Another okay. interesting piece is that a lot of men, like I've actually, you know, as, as you know, do, have done and continue to do lots of research on this. Um, newer studies have shown that a lot of men actually don't even think there is an issue. So that's where it's really interesting. When women start to move into positions of leadership, they can actually see those barriers because a lot of them lived them. You know, the systemic barriers, the, you know, some of, you know, maybe like some of the darker side of things like the harassment, the um, the networking that happens in, you know, those prime like child minding hours, um, like just the different barriers that come up for women as they're uh, in terms of career progression. Um, and and so they see it. They they move into positions of leadership and then they're able to champion for a different way for the next, uh, you know, slate of women coming up the ranks versus, you know, like I said, the, the research, research, research showing that actually a lot of men might not even see it, might not even think there are barriers and, and so aren't like, and so it's right, right or wrong. They're not deliberately leaving women out or not deliberately, you know, the, you know, persisting in a culture within their organization that maybe isn't as conducive to a woman as, as it would be to a man, but but it, it, it is what it is, and so that becomes a, a you know an extra layer for women to have to overcome. I really appreciate that. There's it's easy to think of it as this malicious intent of holding people back and holding certain groups back and holding women back versus being intentional about not holding people back when you don't even realize you're doing it. You know, and I had an interesting journey during some of the Black Lives Matter and some of the issues that came up a few years ago. And I was very lucky to have a few guests come on the show to willing to have a conversation about the things I didn't even realize were my blind spots. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's a hard place to be as anyone in society. Like, oh, I'm not this or I'm not that. It's like, well, but are you, did you not even realize that you live in a privileged world of this that just caters Mm -hmm. to maybe your gender or your skin tone or or where you grew up? You're like, oh, well, geez, no, I, I guess I just took that for granted because it's hard not to when that's just been your world mm-hmm. i had to you just remind me i had jennifer curry on the show i don't know if you know jennifer but yeah, she I do, came yeah. On. jennifer's a powerhouse i love chatting she with her she said, and she just looked at me she said tyler let's be clear 
a lot of this kind of cronyism and old boys club, she goes, doesn't work for men either. <laughs> she goes like, yeah. it's holding everybody back. So we got to yeah. smarten up across the board. It always stuck with me. It's like, let's just remember like that type of behavior negatively affects everybody, but mm -hmm. there's certain groups that have been just more so and for a longer period of time. So it's like changing our behavior overall and creating space for everyone. It sounds very easy and kind of, you know, very easy to armchair say here, but you're right, when you're not even aware of the biases that you're walking around with, because that's just how you see the world. If I put on rose-colored glasses, everything looks pink. Yeah. So I'm gonna argue that the world is pink. Well, yeah. maybe, but if you take your glasses off, it looks very different. <laughs> that's a tricky, because now we're getting into hearts and minds and the real, mm -hmm. the, where real change happens, and that's a lot of work. So what I love about your organization on Monofronts, but you guys could have went out and started your own, we're gonna do the thing. It's like, no, 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 let's go and bring together all of these amazing groups that are coming at this challenge or, or opportunity from a hundred different perspectives. Mm -hmm. That's very powerful. And also I would argue why you have 12, you know, 1,100, 1,200 people coming to an event because you've pulled together, you found kind of the zeitgeist or that essence of what's in the middle of all that. And to me, that's a powerful opportunity for change. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I'll add like, and maybe this is a plug-in for our sponsors, but I genuinely am so, blown away by the level of support from corporate Calgary like you said uh, and I'm and it looks like you've been perusing our, our sponsorship list but I might have it, I may have done a little it, bit of research before I'm, I'm a Google researcher for sure 100% <laughs> some of the you know largest organizations across our city and country in fact are are stepping up um, to get behind this initiative and uh, and it just goes to show that yes there's an appetite at it, like an individual level for change at, but there's also an appetite at an organizational level for change and and these organizations are truly stepping up to the plate and and I, I'd say even just like understanding what they're doing within their organizations um, like on this issue they have you know like there's there's a lot of momentum here there's also um, I would say the pandemic has really helped shine light. Like, I mean, there's been a lot of negatives and, and uh, harsh impacts for of lots of uh, different groups. I'm, with, I'm with you though. Let's try to find the handful of positives and grab onto those. But that's it. But that, that's the interesting thing is in that, in, you know, the, the, the darkness of, of, of the past two years and COVID and, and, you know, the impact on, on women and parents and such, there's also been a lot of light shone on, you know, what isn't working for um, the workplace for various groups and um, parents and, you know, the cost of childcare and all these different things have come up. And so now we have this almost this like unique moment to really hone in on, on the issue and uh, as people are, are hyper aware of it and start to look at, okay, well, you know, a lot of companies are only in the midst of returning to work can we do better in terms of like how how the culture has been at shaped and and how we can maybe reshape it as we go forward um you know look at like flex models of, of work look at you know how to keep more women in the workplace which ultimately contributes to the overall economy economic well-being of, of our province and our country right so i mean put societal equality aside, just economic, um, from an economic perspective, it's important to look at this issue. 
with that, are you guys, is this Calgary focused? Is it Alberta focused? I apologize. I probably, I probably should know that, but I wasn't sure. Cause it, it you know seems what, that, like when you look at it, you guys have some, like it, it comes across as very substantial. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we, we are, we, it is the Calgary influential women in business. Award, so <laughs> yeah. This, sorry. Read, write in the name, read the but, name. Time. No, but at this point with it, like for that, the awards, like I said, we've kind of the, the awards and then the, the, um, not for profit yes. brand, the, the awards is, is Calgary centric for the time being, at least. Um, yep. uh, it's your only three years. I know. Give, give me a chance. Give us a chance, <laughs> Tyler. So the 100 network partners that you have, are they all yeah. a Calgary, Southern Alberta based? They're all Southern Alberta based. Um, and they some of them have a presence outside of the um, city or province. But okay. most of them are, are, are Calgary based and, and working on the unique, some of the unique issues that this, pro, uh, this city faces. Okay. Um, from the perspective of, we talked a little bit, we circled around like what the problem is and where it stems from and changing beliefs and not even realize that there might be something wrong. What are the things that give you hope? What gets you excited when you go, you know what, we're, you know, I'll give you, I'll, I'll, I'll start because I have a stat yeah. that I love and I just heard it last week that our startup community is double in terms of female founders than anywhere else. Like the average in Canada is like 15 or 16% and in Alberta, it's 30% of our tech startups are female founded. So we're double the national average, which I thought was amazing. So there's something I'm excited about and that gives me a lot of hope in an area that is really shifting for Calgary. That tech startup scene is very new for us and it's getting some legs. And to see a number like that, that got me excited that we're, hey, if we're beating anybody by double, that's a good sign in my mind that we're moving in the right direction. So that got me excited. I just heard it the other day so it was top of mind. So in, in that context, and I know you love your numbers and your stats, what are you seeing trending in the right directions that we obviously need to keep pushing on, but what gives you, uh, gives you hope for the future? I feel like all of my answers are starting with, that's such a great question, but that is such a great question, Tyler. Well, thank you. I'm okay yes. with it. Like you can keep that going. That's fine with me. I makes me feel good about my questions. No, it's all. And I love it. It gives you a chance to ponder. And you know, I, I also, for everyone who's listening and everyone who knows, these aren't scripted. I'm just throwing Amber questions as they're coming up in the chat. So we are putting her a bit on the spot here. So thank you. Thanks for playing along, Amber. I do appreciate it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, you know, it'd be, it's, like it just uh, in terms of our own awards program, but like the amount of support that we were seeing for oh, the nice. awards is really exciting me. Um, like I like I genuinely am just blown away by uh, how corporate Calgary has has stepped up to support this initiative. So there's there is that like you said like almost 1,200 people um, in in the room on uh, at the awards evening. Like that's that's uh, that's amazing, and that's everyone coming out to celebrate women and, and a male champion who have who've made real impact in our city um but in terms of oh gosh like, like we have a hundred plus organizations that are doing some amazing work out there um the 51 i i, I know um the uh the 51 is doing some amazing work to promote I'm a big women. fan. I've had, I've had them on the show. I know them really well. Yeah. I love what they're doing. All powerhouses in their own right. And I love what you said something when you and I did our pre-chat. Like this isn't just about people, in this case, women who have been successful. These are women who have been successful while elevating other women around them. And I like that that was a differentiator because it's easy to look at the you know, the, well, I heard the other day that there's a big pushback against the term self-made because no one's mm -hmm. really self-made. Exactly. Everyone had a team around them and support network and all the things. And when you think about elevating women, seeing one person successful gives us an example of what, what is possible, which I love. And we always, our society, we always look to those people and go, wow, you did it. Maybe I can do it too. Mm -hmm. But when they reach down and pull everyone with them, 
to me, that's a nice way to kind of broaden the the moving away from the the single hero focus that we tend to have in North mm-hmm. America, maybe globally, to like, no, 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 this is about a whole group being elevated together. To me, that was a nice, I really enjoyed that differentiator. And I feel we're going more that way as a society versus the single hero that we've all been yeah. kind of grown up b- focusing on, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's um, like I had mentioned to you previously, we have you know, I walked through the whole process now. So through the nominations, like red nomination after nomination, which again, like we received so many amazing names. How many, how many nominated? Cause how many it's, it's four and, and one male. Is it how many? Yeah. It so there's total? actually five female leaders who okay. are, who are um, honorees and then one male champion. So each of okay. them and are. How, how, and how did you, how was the weeding down process? Cause that must've been a lot of. <laughs> well, we have a 30 person selection committee um, who, who support us. Um, so these are, this is comprised of leaders across the, uh, the city and province. Um, so ton of support from people who are, who really understand that, that whole goal that we're trying to, award people who have not only achieved professional success but have really done the work at the community level um, building up others behind them and so the the selection committee really put a fine like eye on that you know do they meet all of that criteria yes they've they've proven that they they, you know they're successful at a professional level but what else have they done and i can say like having walked through that process with with each, in each category with multiple different um, nomination packages. It really is that like, have they, have they been um, true advocates and champions of others? Because like you said, there is no, you know, there's no way one individual gets um, where they get without, without the support of, of someone else. And, and, um, and these, leaders are true leaders I know I've been having this conversation with people throughout the city about okay what is a true leader and, and so on and so forth I, I mean maybe this is a, a, a bit um, I, I don't know I'll just say it I think that these these if you come to our awards and you you see these leaders and you 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 read their backgrounds and you understand what they've done there's the definition of leadership mm, right there. I appreciate that. That's awesome. Well, and that's a loose, you know, we, we use a lot of broad sweeping terms in our society and leadership is one of them. What does that mean? And I, you know, I do believe, and I, something I've been unpacking for years was the version of the Hollywood leader that growing up as a young male watching these movies, you see this hard charging, blah, blah, and then you get to the real world, you're like, that is not an effective strategy. That does not work. <laughs> That's a terrible, like I've been sold a false bill of goods. And you've learned really quickly, because I always joke, uh, does the behavior close more door than it opens? If it does, then you probably want to just unload that behavior. <laughs> just thinking about leadership as a broad, as a broad sense. And so many people find themselves in leadership or management roles mm-hmm. without a background or without support or without a champion to help them even understand what it is like it's such a critical skill that it's sometimes just assumed that someone's just oh you you do good at the, you're good at the making the cabinets so you'll be good at leading the cabinet making company mm-hmm. i think it's an old e-myth book from years ago <laughs> no no it doesn't mean that at all actually it actually sometimes means the opposite of that yeah. and when it comes to going through these i'm really excited to have well i'll put it i'm excited to have been to the event now because since it's happening in, in the past <laughs> but yet but in the future to be exposed to it and to see that many people in the room. And so you've been in the role for six months. You shared a little bit about working on the platform for curation and being allowing the, the individuals that are looking for the support and the help to weed the, to, to navigate, I'll say navigate their way through this group of 100 network partners to find the one that's best fit for, for you. What else is on your horizon? Give us a little bit of the, what's the strap plan over the next 
next couple of years and kind of what's what are what's on your what's on your agenda outs, outside of curating that platform yeah that's that's um that's again what i was brought on to to really help build the organization because prior to me coming on board it was really the um the founding members and the board uh, running this off the side of their desk. It, it, the course, organization man. grew way faster than they could have ever imagined, which you know is is amazing in a lot of ways, but it also comes with its challenges because you know, okay, so we've got this momentum. Now how do we you know move forward and and create uh, meaningful programming and and um, and opportunities for individuals as they move? Up in their careers. So um, again, like the coming back to the pillars, um, we, you know, I think we've we've really, you know, made a lot of progress on the champion side of things. But um, we're really looking at having probably about one professional development uh, session every month. So okay. again, we're looking at what do we know about uh, what women need to move forward in their careers so that's really like like the sort of our our guiding light as we um develop programming so we know that having opportunities to develop skills um outside of maybe what your company specifically offers is is really critical so looking at hosting um alongside some of our partners uh you know professional development sessions that are really focused on coming away with maybe like a new skill or you know new tactics to deal with whatever it is you're dealing with in your professional uh, world so so that's one piece um, we're looking at also having a number of informal networking opportunities and again like this is coming back to that whole concept of sponsorship so we know that having you know formal mentors is you know, has a lot of benefits for for professionals, but having those informal sponsors, people who will promote you as, you know, maybe like an amazing opportunity comes up outside of your organization that will speak highly of you, that know your skills, that know your your way of operating, um, that whole concept, but but to develop a sponsor, to have actually have that relationship, um, but it, it does, you need to have an opportunity to informally network and and meet people um, that are you know w- within the the world that you're within, like the professional world level industry, so on and so forth. So um, that's a, that's another focus of ours. Um, we yeah, like we're just looking at bolstering our nominations, getting more people aware of of, of these awards, so that we do get more names thrown in the hat. Um, you know, having more of these opportunities to connect with and collaborate with our our network partners. And I think that's what's been really exciting about me coming and having, you know, this as my full-time focus is being able to understand and really dive into what these 100-plus network partners are working on and then seeing areas of opportunity to collaborate and do something, like, you know, even more meaningful than what we would maybe be doing Alone. So an example of that of what we've what we've already done since I've come on board and they've had more resources and capacity is um, partnered with the Business Council of Alberta. We're doing this research on the post-pandemic recovery and um, and the how that pandemic piece is impacting gender equality and and uh, and has you know looking at actual tactics to 
move forward as as we know that the um there's lots of momentum now to 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 latch on to and so those are some you know some areas that we're looking to collaborate and and um yeah, like I think the world is our oyster. It's, I've really seen like the That's more awesome. we... I can hear the excitement. You're smiling ear to ear <laughs> as you're talking for anyone who can't see because this is an audio podcast, not video. Um, oh, so many so many elements I wanted to touch. Let's, let, let, me, let me ask maybe a, a grounding question. How many people on your team right now, Amber? Two. <laughs> yeah, I had a sneaky suspicion <laughs> that you're doing a lot of heavy lifting with not a lot of hands. I'm assuming there's a lot of volunteers and tapping into your network. But that f- the first executive director role in an organization like this, where you had four powerful individuals that said, "Hey, why aren't we collaborating? Why aren't we bringing this together?" Mm-hmm. And boom, three years later, through a pandemic, like rapid fire, because that's kind of an overnight timeline. You're six months in as the executive director the world is your oyster, but it's also your workload. There's, that's a lot of, there's a lot of lifting to do here. So yeah. if you don't collaborate and don't build a network, it, it's, that's a force multiplier that you just can't as a non-for-profit or as an organization that's playing in this space, you've got to rely on a, on a really bought in team of individuals to get it to go forward. Mm-hmm. Just to, just because these problems are now we need to, like you said, there's a window of time right now, post COVID or post return to work where we can rewrite the rule book a little bit. This whole going back to normal. I hope we've just all abandoned that ridiculous mm-hmm. term. Like, first of all, you never can. And there's a lot of things about normal that weren't that great. So let's yeah. just throw that in the garbage and move on. <laughs> so I appreciate the excitement. And one question, this is a very tactical question of all the things you said, people are going to be like, is that the thing you picked out? What do you tell someone who goes, I don't like to network. I don't like to get out. I, you know, like I just kind of do my job and stay in my office and do my thing. Those events kind of stress me out. Like, yeah. cause that building that network, it's, it's, you know, I have a friend of mine, he's like, build your audience before you need it. Like it's kind of build your fan base before you want to go out to market with your product yeah. as a marketer. But you're right. If you get to try to get a job in Calgary or anywhere, but I know Calgary, a couple phone calls with a couple people in your network, they're like, oh, wait, you know what? I know somebody, let me connect you. And like, that is how the world, quote unquote, works. Mm-hmm. But for a lot of people, that's a bit scary and they just don't like, they just don't like doing that and that's okay. What what advice would you give them considering that is 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 kind of a non-negotiable? So how do we get around the, I don't like that, doing that kind of thing? That, yeah, and like, that's such a valid feeling. Like, I think, you know, it is, it is, it can feel awkward, <laughs> but you know, like anything, it's like flexing a muscle. I I don't think that there's any way of like making it any easier or not. I think it's just, you know, the more you do it, the more you see it's not that daunting and actually... The story is often worse than the reality for sure. Right, And you can have, you know, like, and I think a good way of, of maybe easing into it is finding events that are happening that have maybe like a speaker like so the chamber of commerce right now is putting on this uh women and business series so if you you know even if you're not a member you can attend uh for a small fee and 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 i think i'm actually moderating a panel for them later in may actually yeah Yeah, so it's like yeah i'm totally involved in one of those i'm really excited about that actually (laughs) and they just they just launched that recently um i you know there's there's so much going on around the city that involve um like a like a like a panel or speakers or something that you know you maybe you can show i'm seeing up a lot of event. that happening right now the panel discussion style and like yeah. getting different perspectives isn't the one person on a pulpit it's actually a group of people that often have very diverse but yet shared in some area of experience like uh i i, I like that i like that format because you're getting a little bit more of a broader sense than just one person's opinion on something mm-hmm. well and if you're if you're an individual just showing up to this event you know you have the the 
you know, the, the pre-panel discussion where you can sort of chat with people. But if you're quite uncomfortable, you can take a breath, sit back, listen to the panel, and then, you know, have, a, have another discussion at the end of the, of the session. And, and that's, you know, a good way of easing into it if you're not, you know, looking to go to just an, something that's just focused solely on informal networking. The, on like, the, the, the handshakes and, and business card events? Like, yeah. Oh, and, and I, don't even, I don't like those events either. And well, one would say that I'm an outgoing individual. And I will challenge people when you go to those events, go by yourself because you just yeah. meet more people. Yeah. Like it's scary a little bit, but it gets unscary because guess what? There's 10 other people that are also there by themselves going, oh, who do we talk to? And then you end exactly. up at a table together. And, and also, and, and, I don't want to underestimate that I love in person, but also go on LinkedIn, comment, engage with people, like play it safe, yeah. like let the screen kind of be your buffer, but get on there and engage and have conversations. Like I have active relationships with people on LinkedIn that I've never met. And then eventually yeah. we do meet and it's like, whoa, we feel like we're friends. This is kind of weird. And I know yeah. social media can go down another weird road, but I think LinkedIn does a really good job of like, it's so, you know, you go on there, it's people you recognize, it's a community that you're part of. Spending a little bit of time commenting or throwing a like, or it sounds very benign but it can really help that process and you run well, into that person in real life you've got a connection with them mm -hmm. yeah and I and I'm glad you, you mentioned that because actually I you know maybe this is a bit preemptive but we've actually been partnering with TELUS who's our technology okay. hub sponsor and who's been supporting us in kind with um, like all of their their digital uh, technology team um, and we're looking at actually moving our technology hub to LinkedIn because it is like oh, said, interesting okay that's exciting. so user friendly and it is it is set up in a way that enables those type of conversations um, like even just posting interesting articles and having the conversations based on that um, so we're actually again like being in that space of not reinventing the wheel or not trying to compete in a space of you know okay we need it okay we need to download a new app or uh, you know sign up for a new membership but like go in and join another group that's you know specifically set aside for access that's that's one of our um our goals but then what i would say and what i would push back on a little bit is yes use the online platforms um and we obviously see a lot of value in that and that's what we're trying to to grow and develop but also then when you see an event come up from that get out of your house and go in person there's and <laughs> get it, there off your really butt and is, go and do the thing go and do the thing <laughs> but there really is nothing th that can yeah. replace in person connections and and like that goes to, that's the same as you know this whole debate right now of you know should we be back in person in the office or you know whatever you know work from home persists mm -hmm. but i you know at the end of the day there is a lot of research out there that's showing that 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 like the benefits of those um conversations that don't happen just plant you know so mm -hmm. so it's it goes it's the same goes for those um informal networking in person just you know passing the card you know maybe then you realize that you knew each other from somewhere else i think the last in, event in, I was in at, southern alberta probably that's true probably it's one, 1. 1.4 degrees of separation so it's like uh, in alberta everybody knows everybody if you talk for more than 10 minutes like oh you know so and so yeah, always always <laughs> and you know i think coming out of the pandemic there's going to be a lot of dusting off the cobwebs but i also think um just you know remind yourself that you're not the only one doing it. You know, everyone's <laughs> in the space of, uh, of yes, re-engaging and, and re But we often tell the story that we're the only one feeling that way, but that's very, I believe that's very rarely the case. Yeah. <laughs> 
Amber, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm excited to one. I'm excited to have been and go. I'm excited to go to your <laughs> event and have been to your event um, tomorrow night. What uh, I think. What's your, what's our countdown here? We're one. We're one day and twenty eight minutes and fifty seconds away. So twelve hundred people or eleven hundred. I think it's eleven hundred. But I'm pushing you because I I know you're. I know you've got a buzz and I know how Calgarians are. Like what? There's an event. It's happening tomorrow. I'm in. I didn't know. I've known about it for months, but I'm going to take action twenty four hours at a time. <laughs> That's how it works. But really exciting. Congratulations on the role and the work that you're doing. And uh, you. I'll, I'll say this openly. Please keep in touch. I want to obviously showcase and support you guys. I'm a huge advocate for what you're doing. And just simply, and you touched on it, just from an economy perspective alone, this is a game we all need to play to be successful. We are changing our stars in Alberta, and I have nothing but optimism for this province. But we're going to get there a lot faster and a lot more evenly distributed if everybody gets to gets to be involved in the process yeah. and gender and equality. Like it's just a ridiculous conversation in my mind. It's good we have to have it, but we shouldn't be having it. So let's let's move forward and get talking about getting this province to be the amazing place that we all know and believe it is, and that is inclusive of everyone in my in my opinion for sure. That's not even a negotiable in my mind. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I could agree more and I really appreciate you giving me the opportunity to come on and chat more about what we're up to and uh, I'd encourage people to visit our website accessconnects.com and uh, and learn more about what we're up to we've got a lot coming up uh, we're excited to engage with the community thank you and Amber and how, how can people get a hold of you um yeah well you can email me it's amber at accessconnects.com so that's a-x-i-s connects.com um, yeah, I'd be happy to hear from from folks and uh, and see if there's anybody's interested in collaborating. Uh, let us know. We're we're always open to new ideas. And if somebody wanted to volunteer and help you guys out, is, is that is that is that an option as well? If somebody wanted to roll up their sleeves and come volunteer at the event, or just get this is our blatant plug to get people to come and help you, your team yeah. of two, to make this thing uh, even more. Is that an availability? Could could someone volunteer and help out at some of your events yeah. if they want to? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just you awesome. know, get in touch and and we have. So much, so much work, as I've mentioned, uh, coming up. <laughs> work, but important and exciting work. And so we're really, uh, we're really open to anybody who's looking to to get involved. Fantastic. Well, I would encourage people to reach out, check out your website. You guys have a great site. Check out all your partners, network-wise and sponsors. I, I'm, I'm a marketer, so blatant promotions. If someone's putting their energy and their effort and their money and their their time and funds behind this, I want them to want them to get some credit for that. So yeah, accessconnects.com, check it out. And for those of you who now have unfortunately realized that you missed the event, there's going to be one next year. Keep your eye yes. out for it. It, it, it. It's going to be, and it has been, and it was awesome. And uh, I look forward to having you guys uh, back on the show again in the future. Thanks, Amber. Um, thanks so much, Tyler. Tyler.